What it do, what it do, what it do. It is your boy, Andrew Schultz, a.k.a. Mr. Goody Two Shoes. And who am I with? You already know. We already know. Let's go. It's Mr. Joseph Huggins, a.k.a. Old Man Huggies, here for episode 52. Joseph, not going to wait for you to pause. I got D's. You want D's? These classified nuts, baby. Let's go, motherfuckers. What's up, man? What's up, y'all? How's it going, everybody? How are y'all? How are you? <sighs> yeah. Never been better. Declassified these nuts, dudes. I tell you what, the shit's wild. Interesting week. It's been wild since we've last talked. I mean, literally a week. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, even more stuff's happened since the last time we did this. The last time we did it, there was just, they were had the, the warrant the legally executed search on Mar-a-Lago. And since then there's been like 10 other things that have happened. Shit's wild. Shit's crazy. Loving it. It's been a very interesting week. Interesting as fuck week. And look, I made us bigger. So I've adjusted it sl- slowly working on the setup. New shit every time. So welcome back y'all. We appreciate y'all being yeah. here. O- only dude that knows that him and I have abnormally big heads. He's like, yeah, we got to make those heads bigger. <laughs> well no we were too small last time man like i was i keep messing with i've it. never heard i've never heard that before you know what i'm saying ladies well um yes i'm talking about our pictures on here messing with this stuff is intense man it takes a while it's like intense photoshop so i try to like build this stuff out but it looks good and now we're not like tiny and it's not a bunch of weird graphics just moving and we're little dots so i'm kind of excited and I'm ready for 52 declassified these nuts. Let's go. Oh, all right, y'all. As we do, Joseph and I start with therapy questions, and I'll lead it off here. Therapy question number one, old man. Red paper under a blue light appears black. Is the paper still red? This is the most annoying as fuck question. You have no right to lean back in your chair with some stupid shit like David that. Blaine, baby. Is the paper still red? Yes. Well, why? Because the paper is red and the light shining through the paper is changing the color based off the light. So the light is what? Ref- like shine up reflecting through. That's not the right word. That's like asking if a rainbow is real, bro. And you're saying no. Is it still the sky? Does well, yeah, it... but I mean, you can't, like, ride a rainbow. There's no, like, pot of gold at the end of a... Oh, you're coming at my Irish people? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Are you, are you saying you're that coming, y'all... Are you coming out reading rainbow? Are you saying that y'all ride rainbows? Is that what you're telling me? Are you saying you guys just ride rainbows around? I taste the rainbow. Shout out Skittles, not sponsoring us yet. Maybe one Shout day. out, shout out uh, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. Just got arrested. 
Oh, shut up. Do allegedly. You, uh, allegedly. You didn't get allegedly get arrested. Allegedly. Anyways, <laughs> don't besmirch my boy. No, I love Marshawn, but he did just get arrested for like drinking uh, and drinking up, and driving at like now, eight now. in the morning. <clears throat> Bullshit. Um, you know, you're coming out of California and I don't like it. However, <laughs> okay. So red paper under a blue light appears black. Is the paper still red? Uh, isn't it the individual that determines what color something is? So, like, you're colorblind, and, like, I'll be in a, I was in a meeting. I was, like, uh, helping develop, like, the new CRM for this company, and uh, we had, like, highlighted stuff, like, that meant different stuff, like, in the, like, line item list when somebody was putting in an order. Yeah. And somebody in the meeting was colorblind and like could not differentiate between uh, two of the colors. And so does that make that person wrong? Because we're calling them colorblind? Or does it mean like the color, this is the color that they're seeing. So that is the color. Like it doesn't, you know? But then if someone's color blind they give them corrective lenses and they can see all the colors fine so isn't it like something well, about okay, how well, their that, eyes that, interpret like, it's the same with like, black light so like black light isn't a color but we interpret black light because the light and that's going to be black and that that color of light reflects it makes it some other color it like illuminates it i guess my point is like so the paper's still red it's just the light is changing why, your why? visual interpretation okay. of the paper why is the paper like the control in this experiment so the paper's just flawless it's red no matter what but the light is a blue light and it makes it look black so but but so is the blue light wrong is it is the color on the paper black wrong is the red paint or marker on it wrong like that's what i'm trying to tell you well but no because you could the the blue light is also a control because you could have green light white light you're if you're going to change the light and change the paper so you would have to have red paper and then try red paper as the control against an array of different lights to see what like like to decipher the results of that and say like observe what you know what the red paper looks like under different colored lights or what different colored paper looks like under blue light you would have to one of them would have to be a control otherwise so is, it's just are you, like are you the, saying, are you saying like in natural light let's say the sun or the earth in natural light whatever color that paper is is the color like i guess would be the base color of it like yeah if you took that paper outside and it was in broad daylight and it was black you'd say that's black paper it wouldn't be like oh that's a red piece so of that, paper that's, that's the standard is whatever the sun reflects off of that piece of paper and the color that comes off of it is what that is well i mean but yeah the, the whole because so, blue lights don't matter apparently do you but, but no well, blue lives don't matter to me well no stop <laughs> it don't say crazy shit come, like that come find me come find me um no, I mean, shout out FBI. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. but I no, like, that. I mean, I the paper. That. I that we flipped on that. Yeah, we got to flip on that right now, man. But no, um, I think that that our blue the, the red paper, it's still red. It doesn't matter what light you put under the paper is still red. 
But isn't the light is what's <clears throat> making it red? The observable properties of that paper are being changed based off of an outside variable that would be the blue light, right? So and and the sun or the sun, but I mean if it's or but, green light, but I mean just under that actually exists under underneath a underneath a just a natural colored light that doesn't have any other color alterations to it yeah the red paper's red like that's like so you, you take that red paper to like uh you know another planet you know like a stupid one like mars and what if it looks green <laughs> you gotta kiss. that's right mars that's right mars uh anyways it looks green from the natural light are you saying that it's green now well, it, would, it would be green to somebody who's never seen it before, but if you went out there to a planet that sucks like Mars, I guess, and you were ass planet. you were like that weird about red paper that you took it out that far, you would still know the paper was red. You were just trying to see what the red paper looked like under natural light in Mars. Yes, it would have to be somebody who no, sees it no, for the first time no. and is like, oh, that is actually, you know, that's a green piece of paper. And you'd be like, no, once it was red. But under this light, it's... okay. So let's break it down, uh, like a little bit further. What makes something red? Is it just the consensus of everybody besides people who are colorblind? Well, I mean, I guess to be pigments and whatever that are added to whatever that color is. But I mean, that's how our eye interprets it. That's how like our your your eye. Well, the the average to a blue to a blue light comes to to an average you know run-of-the-mill eyeball like it, who has so who doesn't have it's, any, so it's a base it's a basic ass red who doesn't have any like visual impairments not to say that being colorblind would be a visual impairment but if you confuse your greens with your reds that would suck for driving you would have to memorize where the light was and you would have you'd be able to see yellow but everything else would look like kind of gray right so, so so you're saying that society determines well no science that's why they can still create lenses that give eyes that ability that their eyes don't interpret and then people who are colorblind are able to see like greens or blues or reds or whatever color because they know what they can't see they can identify they can identify what colors you can't see they could hold up a picture board with a bunch of different things like an eggplant and a like you know grass and a stop sign and be like what color is that they could ask them, and they could just decipher what colors. I know what color the eggplant is. I That's feel like I feel like I'm sciencing you hard right now. No, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm embar I'm embarrassed. What? I'm like trying to. I'm trying to cut you off. Like so, you stop yourself. No. Okay, so, 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 so we're we know that they can't see the colors of uh nor like a colorblind person of normal people. Normal is the setting on the dishwasher. It doesn't really exist the the majority of people i should say and so we've determined that we don't even know what colors we can't see as the majority of people who are correcting people with lenses that are well yeah color black color blind quote unquote well yeah because the color because light visible lights on a spectrum so our right so our, we're like like bitch ass you can't see the same colors as us you need to fix that. However, we can't see colors that other people, or not people, but other species can see, you know? So it's like, who's to say? Well, we can't see them with the naked eye, no, because our eyes don't see that level of the light spectrum. But I mean, there's creatures that can have like night vision. I mean, the mantis shrimp has the best vision out of any creature on the planet. And it's this little multicolored 
little crustacean thing that lives tastes so good under butter that, and like a little bit of like cocktail sauce but like but they have like these crazy crazy eyes where they can see like infrared and see all this other stuff where they have insane vision they have these two separate eyes that operate separately um but they have their eyes are like eight times as more powerful as ours something insane like that so i mean well, like, what if what if they said that this paper wasn't red it was turquoise well, I mean, would you be would you be like, oh, you're an idiot? Would, but well, they might not think the sky is blue. They might see something different than blue because they could see UV rays coming through. They could see a bunch of different things. So they might they see can't, something. They can't different. see the sky. They're shrimp. Well, They're in the fucking obviously, water. but if we had eyes as powerful as they did, we would see things differently because we would, our eyes would be able to receive more or interpret more different types of light. All right. I, I got more out of that question than I thought I would. Um, especially when Joseph was trying to dismiss it from the jump. Um, all right, y'all. Therapy question number. Well, because it's like because it's it's good. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Something to think about. Um, therapy question number two. This is way more serious, y'all. How do towels get dirty if you only ever use them when you're clean? Because you use them. What kind of stupid shit is that? You use them, so now they're a dirty towel. That's that's what happens. I don't. Und- what do you do? You have a retort. Oh, allow me to retort. Um, I moved into my new pad. Didn't have a towel. Uh, <laughs> uh, however, I did have my dog's hoodie. That's right, my dog's hoodie that was clean and I had to take a shower like when I first got here and I used it as the towel like because I just had washed it like the other day like mm-hmm. before I moved in and it was so absorbent like I was so dry so quickly from this hoodie that I continued to use it it discouraged me from washing my towels and I used that for a solid month and it felt clean every single time because I was coming out of a shower where I was clean every single time. I think it's a good argument. Yeah, but I feel like... I mean, if, if you're using a towel to, like, wipe shit off of, like, some, like, some disaster, like, obviously not, but if it's exclusively coming out of the shower... Hmm. Well, okay. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I... You can't. You can't. Every time you take a shower, use a new towel. Like every single time. If it, now, obviously, you after about two uses, three, you got to get a new towel. Like it's but like why? It's, it's why? Like, because I mean, I'm, I mean, I have enough towels to where I'd want to use another one at some mm. point. Black privilege, y'all. What <laughs> black privilege? <laughs> wow. Get out of here. I coined that phrase. Nobody's ever said it. That I don't know. I feel like somebody said that before. I haven't heard it. I feel like. Some dumb suburban ass has said that before. You would think that they would have by now, like when they're like hitting us with all lives matter immediately after Black Lives Matter launches. But isn't that like saying, oh, you're, isn't that the race card? If someone complains about someone using the race card, wouldn't that be claiming that they're using their black privilege? Isn't that just another way to say that? Yeah, but, but this is 2022, so I've updated it. Oh, okay. Well, thank. We appreciate and it. And you having multiple towels, black privilege. 
No, man. Me having multiple towels, an adult. If you only have one towel, that's weird. Wow. But if someone comes over, because it's like weird, like you have to have more than one towel. If someone stays or is hanging out at your house, they need to use a shower. They need a towel. You got to give them a towel, another towel. You can't be like, yeah, here, I only have one. Use the towel that I use every day. I only wash Ooh. it once a month. That's fucking weird. I, I'm not saying it's like. Because it's going to be wet and it's going to dry and have moisture in it over time. So it's going to, at some point, start to smell bad just by default because you're using it and it's getting wet and then it's air drying using it and getting wet and it's air drying right you just gotta know how to dry it bro you gotta like spread it out you don't like fold it up well obviously you, you, you get a lot of air out. under it but no I, I understand what you're saying when you have people <laughs> over people over to take a shower it's usually what i do but i take a shower with them because they're females and we just use the same towel anyways so you talk that's ridiculous. No, but I mean, that's more of your privilege that you're allowed to have people over and just like, you know, like have them take showers. Everybody, and give, them towels. give everybody a towel. Everybody gets a towel. Everybody gets that's a why, towel. It's my it's like first group. class, first class American Airlines up in this bitch. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm make, right. I'll make sure to watch, make sure to check my privilege. I'm sorry, man. Didn't mean to project it so hard on you. I was like, it was like projectile vomit. It was crazy. With my, with my, with my high towel count. But also not a, having. Not a high threat, not a high threat. But think about this too. That's white privilege. Towels are also good because the more towels you have, if you do spill something, then you can clean it up easier with a towel. Paper towels I don't, are expensive as shit, right? So if I have like an, if I have, I have a couple towels for like, oh, this is a, the towels that I use if I give Topanga a bath. I have a towel that I dry her off with because I don't want to use the same towel as I use for my dog. That'd be weird. Those same dog towels are like, oh, shit, I was painting and I spilled some shit. I'm going to mop it up with this shit towel. So you have like good towels. You have guest towels. Then you have like dog and utility towels, you know, because I can clean the, the Like, no, I'm not here to fuck up our Bed Bath & Beyond sponsorship. Yes, you should have multiple towels if you can <laughs> afford it. I'm just trying to say, if you're the only one using the towel and it's getting dried in an efficient manner where it doesn't get mildew and you're only using it to come out of the shower, isn't it still clean? No. Okay, and then the last part of this and we'll move on to uh, therapy question number three. Part of the black privilege is wash wash rag for your ass. Not that's not a, a white a white thing, and it took I didn't hear about that until I was in my late twenties and already stuck in my ways, if you will. But uh, makes sense to me. Well, the washcloth for your ass. Yeah, the washcloth is clutch. Not a thing. It's not, clutch. Never, never brought up. And well, because y'all are like loofahs, and y'all share loofahs and stuff. No, because I'd say that white that loofahs are white privilege. Well, I a loofah this, on a stick. To, well, that that just actually, reeks of white privilege. Well, it, it's hard for me to reach my back because I'm so swole. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But even with a with a loofah, if you will, um, I won't scrub my ass with it in case just like you were saying with the towel in case somebody else needs to use it i think it's weird 
Well, yeah, if, but I, who's I like? Oh my god! You can't watch it. You can't watch the loofah and and like. Why the, would you be like? Why would you? I would never want to use someone else's loofah. That's weird. Right. Or like I wouldn't I, want someone I, I, to avo- use I avoid mine. it too. I avoid it too. However, if somebody did use my loofah, I wouldn't have any problems with it because I only have body wash and how you know. Otherwise, you're just gonna be like. And you know, like slapping body wash on, like enough for your entire body, like just on your right arm, and then, oh. and then have to pour more. And like, it's not like actually even that. It's just like I understand how it's a problem if you don't have a loofah, but only body wash, because it's not like a bar soap. Yeah, I don't know, man. Sharing loofahs is weird. I think loofahs, toothpaste, like their toothbrush. I don't think you should share your toothbrush with anyone. Uh, I mean, me and my ex definitely shared a loofah. It, I mean, well, I mean, okay, if you're like with someone, but I don't want like you coming over and using my loofah, I'd be like, hey, bro. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. And I don't like, I don't think you should share tooth toothbrushes. No, I would definitely. That's gross. To, to me. I would definitely use your toothbrush, and I would definitely use your towel that you just used. Like, and was, you know, using someone else's deodorant is weird to me. Yeah, me too. Like, those are, like, the things. A toothbrush, deodorant, like, absolutely not. Like, I'm just like, nah, man. If you use the deodorant, I'd be like, just keep it. I always buy, like, two at a time. I'd be like, it's yours. Like, I don't even want it back. <laughs> I don't know why. I would just be like, don't tell me. Ooh, yeah. But, I mean, I'd, no, I'd want to know. Cause I could get, so I could just... I get, I, I, it's not actually gross. It's just gross when you think about it. Yeah, I think it's just something that's weird, gross for yeah. me. Yeah, cause yeah. I, I don't even think it's gross. It's just something I don't want happening. However, like something I would never use your deodorant. I would never want somebody to use mine. But, eh, like, you know, at the end of the day, if somebody used mine... You just don't want to know. And I didn't know about it. My life goes on, and I, I'm none the wiser. Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. I got you. That makes sense. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> um, well, I can respect it. All right, yeah, therapy question number three. And as we go down the line, they get more serious and more serious and more serious. Nah, dude, you're bullshitting on these today. <laughs> I don't know. Got a lot of content so far. All right, therapy question number three. <laughs> Fuck you. That was a spit take by Joseph. But y'all, he was, I could see him now. He well, I was just drunk. like, eat, eat a dick. <laughs> you know, you know, less crazy than using someone's loofah is eating a dick. All right. Why did Cinderella's shoe fall off if it fit her perfectly? Because that shit was made of glass. She got some sweaty ass feet. Bitch running around with some sweaty feet and glass shoes, yeah. My I would fall out of my some fucking glass new balances of my feet with my sweaty ass feet for sure. Hey. So don't borrow Joseph's socks. Now Yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. <clears throat> socks. That's another thing that's weird. I mean, well <laughs> you, like she didn't like she didn't have sweaty feet when the prince eventually came back and fit the glass slipper onto her foot to know that it was hers? Well, maybe, but I just feel like if your feet are They're custom-made. They They're custom-made. No other hood rat in Cinderella had glass, had glass slippers? No, had, like, could fit the glass slipper. True. It was a perfect fit. I feel like that'd be so uncomfortable. Like, a glass shoe 
a high heel glass shoe. That sounds so incredibly painful and not comfortable at all. Okay, I think all women would agree, and our drag queen homies out there, um, that I think a high heel in general is not comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So having a glass high heel would be terrible. Yeah, you know, they fit perfectly. Because they didn't say it was indestructible. They just said it was glass. She was running to the carriage. So maybe she chipped it. No, because they found it and it fit her perfectly. She didn't chip it. It just she was able able to run in high heels, bro. Or though maybe if it fit her perfectly, maybe it wouldn't hurt so bad because it would be a more comfortable heel, right? Dr. Scholl's. Yeah, because it fit her foot perfectly. But I just don't think glass would be comfortable to like... Yeah, but why did it come off if it fit so perfectly? Because her feet were sweaty. No, Walt Disney fucked up. All right. We don't need to go. That wasn't even Walt Disney, was it? Was that just a Disney? Was that? Of course, it was. I know that was the Disney. Was it? Was there no version of that story before? That's not older. That's not an older tale. The story of Cinderella is not older than like. And Disney just made that story into something. I'm gonna look this up. Jesus, thousand dollars. Nice try. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like the Brothers Grimm. Cinderella was first published in 1697. Are you going to read Cinderella to us and find out if she's no, a slipper I just, in 1697? And now you have your answer if it is true. I just saved you a that grand. That's why she has a glass slipper. It's because it's 1697. You know? That's, the United States doesn't tr- even exist. True story. Based on facts. Shit. All right. Yo, final therapy question. Therapy question number four. Why do you get a flotation device on a plane but not a parachute that makes more sense i don't i don't know why i feel like that'd be expensive though it's not like you have to like they're parachuting out every damn day like you have a like budget cost on this like where it's like, yo, dude, it's too expensive for the parachutes. We could save everybody in here, but, uh, you know, when the plane crashes once every, like, 15 years. Yeah, I sound like a... We can't afford it. Sound like <laughs> I sound like a business exec. Yeah, but it sounds expensive. Because I mean, how many people are on a plane? You have to give everybody a parachute, every single flight. One time. What... Or do you just or do you just issue everybody a parachute in general, and they just have to bring bring it with them? That you already got fucking gas or oxygen masks. Like a parachute's more expensive. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the shelf life on those oxygen masks is forever. You're gonna have to like change and repack these parachutes constantly. Why? Because that's like there's certain safety regulations for a parachute. You can't like pack a parachute and let it sit in the back, like underneath a plane seat for eight years and then be like oh it's good to go like there'd be some i don't think you'd be allowed to do that i think there's strict regulations on how you have to pack parachutes and shit okay okay (laughs) airline industry i'll take the i'll take the risk on the eight year old parachute over not having a fucking parachute 
Like, what are the alternatives? No, that is true. No, I do get what it. What are we talking about? Like, I'm not trying to jump out of the fucking plane. Well, you like, get... I'm just like, I want a lifeline, and the seat being a like a flotation device doesn't feel like one. That's it's pretty helpful, man. You'd be surprised. <laughs> when what? Yeah, I don't. I never. I don't understand that. We're gonna so, plummet into the ocean. Especially, grab your seat, uh, grab your seat, and pull it up, and hold on to it. And Godspeed, motherfucker. Well, especially like, whenever you're, if you're flying from like Texas, like Dallas to Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's like you have a flotation device. Uh, there's no, there's no water for like, for forever. So the whole, the fact that you have a flotation device is like, absolutely absurd. Not only did not only do you have a flotation device, but we're going to tell you about it in this uh, landlocked trip. <laughs> Everybody look down. You know, we, you know there's a, uh, a flotation device. The <laughs> biggest ball of yarn. And uh, we'll be going over Oklahoma, and your flotation device will not work. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I just feel like it's you know it'd be expensive. I don't know why we don't have parachutes, but that sounds real expensive, man. Uh, well, this was a trick question, y'all. And then would you have to train we, we people? Would, train we'd, be people? Going, we'd be going too fast for you to use a parachute and not get sucked into the engine, so you're fucked. True. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I know. You would get, because you'd be, yeah, you'd be going pretty damn fast. I guess if, like, you could, you could sully it, you know, like, like, sully the guy who landed the plane in the Hudson and just, like, engines off, coasting. And then, like, he could tell you exactly when everybody should drop out, like, to where it wouldn't kill you to hit the ocean, but you weren't too high up, and and just go, 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 go. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it was going down, and if you were going that fast, you could maybe get out and not get sucked in the engine, depending on where you were on the plane and where you exited, but it would be nuts. You'd Do you like, think that the pilots have parachutes and then they just don't tell us about it? Probably. Pilots are like, yeah, we're out. They, we're out. They probably we don't, do. We're not going down with the ship. We're not captains. We fly planes. They have, like their, <laughs> they have their own little like passenger door hatch that no one knows about. They just like Bye-bye. pop it up and like... <laughs> Cap with the with the black box in hand. Just like, yeah. ah. Cap Captain? Yeah, no. I mean, I think that, yeah. that I mean, it makes sense, but... Too expensive. They'd never do it. Way too expensive. I mean, if I was a captain, I would try to get uh, at least a few of the flight attendants to have parachutes as well. So, you know. Well, if the pilots do, then, got some, if the pilots some do, they do. Eh. At least we got some hot chicks up in the water with us for, you know, however long it takes. No, you won't because you don't have a flotation device. So you'll just be floating no, in the I water. Grab, I, I'm grabbing the seat and pulling the chute. No, no, you want a parachute, not a flotation device. You want I, both? No, no, yes. The seat's already there. Is the pilot's seat a flotation device? It has to be. Maybe they're like, you don't get a flotation device because you got to ride this out to the end, motherfucker. <laughs> but don't they, they have, like, rafts? A raft would be cool. Some of them well, yeah, they, they have rafts. But so, that's, for, that's for everybody. It's like they have, like, the slide... You'd have to pick. You can't let. So if you, I think the slide might turn into a wrap. I don't know. It'd be something where you'd have to like pick pick a couple. Like, do you want a parachute, flotation device, the raft, the slide, 
I went everything. Well, I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying, if you had to, look I went. Up. I went all the hot towels that haven't been washed in my face, first class. <laughs> no, you, no, no, even even the ones that are about to be washed because those are still clean, right? Well, you're not coming out of a shower at this point, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's therapy questions. Um. I feel like I ranted a lot. I do have something, but it's like, I don't know, a little too specific. So, do you want to go to article number one or you want me to rant? No. Well, what, what's your specific? I just went and saw Top Gun on edibles the other day, like on Thursday. Oh, okay. And, and it was like this bougie luxury, press the button and a server comes to you to your like seat at the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. Liner, and we sat there it was like a morning it was 11 30 a.m showing i just needed to get out of like my like studying and like just you know i was like and i wanted to see top gun before it was like out of the theaters and so i'm sitting there maybe drinking some seltzers who knows um and uh so mysterious you know eating, eating some popcorn and there's only two other people in the theater and the previews go down watch all the previews and then it just goes back to the screen and then i'm like what and i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting and then eventually i'm like you know what there's only three of us in here and there's these two ladies just like yucking it up with each other in front of me so i'm the only person i'm like i'm gonna go tell them it was over an hour from the time that the showtime was supposed to start to when they came up after I went out there told them they're like oh we'll go check on this they come back in and they're like yeah so it's we're having IT issues and uh, we're not going to be able to play the movie we'll give you a free pass and the next movie's at 2.30 which it had already been an hour from the 11.30 so that's two hours from then they're like you could just hang out here if you want <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What? And yeah. And I'm like, and it's supposed to be this luxury ass shit. And then the two ladies immediately leave. I got a seltzer to drink. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, I haven't been in the movie theaters since the beginning of the pandemic. I went to the movie theaters by myself at 11.30 a.m. And this isn't actually going to happen. I spent like almost two hours here at this point because I got there a little bit early. And then the guy comes up and he's like, oh, I didn't know you were still here. Like, and I was like, well, you told me I could stay till 2.30. Not that I was planning on it. I was like, but now I'll get out of here. Then I left, got edibles delivered, shows up in my house in 10 minutes. Very creepy. And yeah, it was weird. How did it show up in 10 minutes? I called them, I ordered it, and 10 minutes later I got a text, we're here. I was like, what? Is this some delivery service? Yeah, it's like a dispensary. Oh, they gotta just have guys like cruising around then. Well, it was, it's like right down the street, but they don't have a storefront. Otherwise, I would have just walked in. But the, the guy, like, I was like, well, you guys don't have a storefront? And they're like, yeah, but we deliver in 10 to 15 minutes. And every time it's always like two to three hours. And usually they tell you that. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I'm like, it's going to be like two hours. I'm not going to go back to the movie, but whatever. Now, 10 minutes later, edibles. And I'm like, 
okay, I, in the movies, like a mile away from my house. So I'm like, I'm going back. Went back, saw Top Gun on edibles. Couldn't stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> and But I enjoyed it. And it was all a good time. So I don't know if that's a rant rant, but that's all I have. Well, I have beef with those fancy movie theaters. I've been to a couple of them, and they're nice, but you maybe see your server person like once. It was cool when there was a couple places, but now everyone, every single movie theater is like, oh, super deluxe. I'm like, no, like, I don't want... I don't. No, I, I think they have to do that because nobody's going to the theater, so you have to oh, no. get it more enjoyable. True, they've definitely had to step their game up. Um, there's this one new place that's over by me, and the chairs are crazy, and they're like heated, but it's almost so comfortable, I'm just going to fall asleep. Uh, that's because you're an old man. Why? Because, like, well, yeah, if I ate a bunch of edibles and was laid back in some heated chair by myself, I'd probably fall asleep. Well, I hadn't eaten edibles in, like, a year. And so, and I was just, no, nah, it was perfect. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, Top Gun is the movie you want to see in the theater. And, like, and then there's, like, the cheesy-ass moments where he's, talk, like, talking to Iceman, who's, like, on his deathbed in real life, like, and in the movie. And it's just like they're so serious, and I'm just like, so just cracking up. <laughs> Iceman. I was just like, oh, this is so good. But then it's like they're hitting all like the notes from the first one. You know, they got the music's the same. They got like the the one other thing was the volleyball scene. You know, the most gay scene in the history of cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have it in this one, but it's them playing this game that I not sure if i've ever even heard of um where it's you're playing football they're playing football on the beach but it's two footballs and both teams are on offense and defense at the exact same time so you snap the ball at the same time and you got dudes going out as wide receivers and then you got guys as like defensive backs and it's just all happening all at once it was gnarly i was like damn i was like that's a that, that's turning checkers into chess right there. Did they do it all wearing jeans and stuff too? Jeans, shirtless, beach, okay. sand. Okay, okay, nice. Music. Yeah, of course, of course. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. Um, the first I mean, one. I got hard. I got hard for sure. I don't know if it was the edibles or Tom Cruise. Good lord, probably a combination. I'm still because what there's another Mission Impossible coming out. Doesn't he have another Mission Impossible after that? Yeah, that was one of the previews, and that looks la 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 lit. Well, it's like part, I saw the preview. Yeah, <laughs> part one. Two parts. Yeah, part yeah. one. There's like a, a scene where he drives the motorcycle off a fucking skyscraper. Speaking of parachutes, drops the motorcycle. And then waits for it to clear, and then parachutes. And it, like Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts, so like you know this. Crazy oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That he did that on like for real. And I was like, God damn. And I was like, actually, like maybe that's not as sketchy as like jumping off the building with a parachute. It's like you know you're gonna get like trajectory, like flying off of it. Yeah, he does some wild shit. But I mean, I've seen I saw that preview when I went and saw Nope. Um, and but isn't is this the one where he's supposed to go? They're supposed to shoot some of it in space. 
I he's thought, supposed. He is supposed to do that, but I don't know what movie that is. I think it's a uh, Mission Impossible movie, and I'm like, yeah. Well, like, there was there was no space in in this preview. Well, not in this one, but that's where it's like part one, part two. But I was like, I could have sworn he was supposed to go up into space and shoot something in space. And I was like, that's totally how Tom Cruise is gonna. Die. Yeah, but movie movies like especially with Tom Cruise, like from conception to like finish, you know, like he could take like ten years on it. He's like. Listen, y'all, I'm not aging. I look like I did when I was 25 right now. I'm 80. Like, you know, it's like we can take our time. Yeah, it's Scientology, man. But, I mean, I'm just saying that's like the, <laughs> that's the that's the ultimate way for him to go. If he, if he died shooting a movie in space, like, I don't know how any other way that Tom Cruise would go out. I feel like that's like... And then they would still finish the movie, and then like he'd be like cut, and he would like float off into space, and then he'd be immortalized in Scientology for forever, right? Uh, now he'd become it's like, like you're supposed to. You're supposed to die, then go to space, not die but, in space. But what I'm saying is Scientology is weird, right? Like Lord Zenu comes no, from another I think, galactic no, I empire. Think it's, re- it's really rational. Oh my god, no! I think that that would be the ultimate. He would almost be. And more, I guess he is kind of like already Scientology Jesus. Yeah. Right? He's... So that's what I'm saying. If he like got lost in space or died in space or did something wild like that, Scientology would be like, oh, like they would buy into it. They would come up with some way how it was like an omen or a sign or do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is that might be how he goes is he shoots a movie in space and then he's forever immortalized like what would be more epic that's like the most tom cruise way to die right would be doing your own stunt in space in the context of scientology yeah no or in the but in I his, like in more, his more, mind in his there's mind more people crazy. That like tom, there's more people who like tom cruise than there are scientologists true no i like tom cruise movies i think tom cruise makes good movies he's fucking nuts but he right. makes good movies but that's my point is like immortalized by the Scientologist I don't think he cares once he's dead well no but what I'm saying is if that were to happen that would just be the most Tom Cruise way to go out and even for him I think that that would be like if he had to pick a way to go out Tom Cruise would do it doing some crazy ass stunt no one's ever done before he wouldn't be like oh I want to do that because I, I just I just he seems wild to me he does I have he- He's such a paradox because he does all his own stunts, does crazy shit all the time, like hell, like hella skis, like into like the, like you know giant summits or whatever the fuck. I'm not a skier, like just giant mountains. Like he like goes down buildings, jumps out of fucking planes. But he's so like like adamant about not aging and like you know like staying staying looking young. Like like it's not he's not just like some like like mutant that just like he just happens to look young so he's so about like living forever but he like puts his ass on the line so many times it's like uh which one is it bro if tom cruise could go out into space and age slower than all of us and come back no you age faster he would uh, well no no i mean if depending on it well oh yeah i guess depending on the distance if he could leave like in interstellar and dip and come back and his his daughter's like an old woman and he hasn't aged like really at all tom cruise could do something like that yeah if there's anybody who can do something like that it's tom cruise man if anybody can make any of that stuff he's like before i left to go to interstellar uh and you're 
I didn't know your name, and now that you're an old woman, I still don't know your name because I'm Tom Cruise. With with Will Smith being out of the running because he's you know Will Smith now, and he's a Scientologist he's too on parole. Yeah, he uh, yeah he's on parole right now. You know he's on papers. We'll see if we let him out of uh, jail. But as of right now, I mean, you could Tom Cruise is kind of like Captain Earth. He's nuts. Scientology's crazy, and obviously he's a fucking weirdo. But when it comes to stuff like that, if you had to pick a ambassador team to go to another planet, fifteen people, I'd put, I'd, I'd be cool with Tom Cruise going. Me too. I'd be like, yeah, sign him up. More than Big. John Travolta, more than any of the other Scientologists at this point. John Travolta is so crazy. Don't even dude. compare him, dude. John Travolta like, is so crazy. The movies he's been coming out with, man, I see them pop up on my Amazon. It is the cringiest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. This Tom Cruise is a bona fide movie fucking star, and it like like don't even compare these Scientology. John Travolta was it at one point? John Travolta. No, was I'm talking Steph about right the fuck. Now. Oh no 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 relevancy because John Travolta had a long run too, but Tom Cruise has outlasted him. But you gotta Does remember, Tom Cruise have bad movies? I don't know. But you gotta remember, he's, John he's Travolta, the opposite of he's the opposite of Johnny Depp. But you also gotta or, remember John Travolta started way before Tom Cruise did as well. John John Travolta's older than tom cruise so so john travolta was huge back in the day and like the like the back in the 70s and then did you do movies like grace he's done iconic movies that are like universally accepted r.i.p olivia newton joe oh facts but tom cruise is surpassed him in longevity because john travolta started to fade out he did that movie planet earth or 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 what is it attack on earth Something no, like well, that. what happened was like it's, based, he it's, an L. Ron, it's an L. Ron Hubbard book that he turned into a movie. It's like super- he started to fade out, like after like Boogie Nights and Grease and all the other shit he was doing, and then he got put in Pulp Fiction as Vincent Vega, and that resurged his career, and then that's how he like had another run, like where it was like Michael, where he was the angel, and then. <laughs> Like, but what about is, like look who's talking and look who's talking too and look who's talking now those movies were huge family hits he didn't do the same types of movies but he definitely did, still did some stuff because then then he did face off and he did all those movies which yeah face off was after Pulp Fiction. no no i know so but i'm saying if you start if you start in like the 70s and you're still doing movies in 98 but then broken arrow sucked and then there was a bunch of movies he did after that they just continually got worse and he did that l ron hubbard movie like I can't remember what is it, what it was called. Oh, it's so bad, and um, it's like loosely Scientology based. And then after that, he just kind of faded into existence. Didn't really do anything until he did Hairspray, and he dressed up. Yeah, and then he got hair plugs ever since that day. Yep, yep. But uh, no. you, do you want to go to the articles? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was a deep dive into. But no, John Travolta is definitely oh, not going. not nearly as have the 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 running the running star power of tom cruise tom cruise crushes him for sure tom cruise is like right up there with brad pitt leo and george clooney as far as careers yeah but even george clooney like dipped george dooney's been out of the game for a grip man yeah but maybe on purpose because he's he's both he's been directing a lot yeah so i mean he he kind of yeah because he dipped on the acting scene but to go to from er to oceans 11 pretty quick was pretty tight um all right articles articles the first article is from your favorite, Bloomberg. Um, it's how employers benefit from offering unlimited paid time off. 
I had to like read this because it sounded like bullshit. Um, <laughs> did you read this article? Yeah, and I actually have already read like articles about this. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's talking about offering unlimited PTO, um, no cap on like days off, and that it can increase productivity. People are able to work from home. Like, you know, 20 days is normally normal. See, but this whole thing where it's like, oh, 20 days PTO and they leave the company and only use five of them, they have to pay the other 15. I'm like, who? Some places don't give two fucks. They're not going to pay you those 15 days if you quit. Uh, yeah, they might be legally obligated to if, if you press the issue. But um, so like Netflix was one of the first companies that did this. At where it was unlimited paid time off. Yeah. At, and it turned out that it was such a competitive workplace that it was like, well, I'm not going to take time off because I know so and so is not going to take time off. And if I take time off, they're going to get ahead of me in my job. And so it turned out that people, all these like Silicon Valley companies, like Netflix, I think is like LA, but maybe you want to call it Silicon Valley fine. But, um, all these like tech companies were like people that were working there were actually taking less vacation time than people who were like sitting in a cubicle who only get like two weeks a year or whatever it is yeah i mean i couldn't imagine unlimited pto it really depends on what what field you're working in and because if you were doing like sales or something like that, unlimited PTO would work. But like if you were doing what no. I do, it could. Now I never like take a vacation. I'm always scared about it. Like, like I'm just like I don't know if I should be doing this. Like, I just don't do it. But because with sales, it's like when you're out of touch. I mean, if you were still taking calls like while you're on vacation, that's one thing. But like just being gone from. Uh, the game for like two weeks like you're like out of the loop you know it's like the squeaky wheel gets the the grease so if you're not there like yeah well it's definitely like i think this thing's this uh, article says too it's definitely like an upper management uh director executive type stance on unlimited pto you know um definitely more of like an overseer type role would benefit from that than like an everyday worker that just sounds yeah that does sound wild especially in a competitive market someone's going to take your job and less take take less pto or maybe get a promotion because you take so much time off you're not there so maybe you don't like get fired because you take time off but you miss out on opportunities so i was like what i mean how is that i could see it benefiting for keeping people sure like i could see the pluses in offering that to your employees because how many people are actually going to take advantage of unlimited PTO? Yeah. It's like bait. It's like you get, you reel them in yeah. like by get, like offering unlimited, like uh, paid time off, but then uh, you know that they're not going to use it. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a buffet. Yeah. Like it's, I, I, you're I, like, you're like all you can eat motherfucker. Give us 20 bucks. And it's like, we know you're not going to eat $20 worth. So yeah. We, we, like we I win. I do. A, I do a lot of people's like schedules on a weekly basis, like a lot um, for a lot of different departments. And, you know, I pride myself on the fact that everybody's always gotten their days off. They've requested. I always let my um, 
members of my team who, who, you know, work for me or take their direction from me. I make sure they always get their times off, use their, let them use their PTO first, let them take vacations first. Cause I think it's easier that way because just cause like, you know, I could take, you know, Oh, I don't want to take, take up two weeks off and miss all this shit. If I feel bad, I mean, I guess I'm not built like most people who are in upper management because, you know, some people definitely make, give themselves cush schedules or are constantly taking times off or want to, you know, show up super late or dump other work on other people because like they can. So the unlimited PTO for subordinates just sounds like, yeah, an opportunity for you to get lapped by somebody else or like miss out on opportunities because people don't think you take your job serious. Well, it's not even that it's going to happen. It's that you're scared that would happen to you. So it's just like the fear of that, like possibility of getting like a over look for a promotion or oh. somebody looking better than you is enough so it's like not that that person's actually going to do that you're just like ah, i don't know i think that they would though i think they would i think it's inevitable that they, they definitely would. could but i think it'd be but, inevitable that they would just strictly based off the fact that like you're not around as much well maybe they're thinking the same fucking way you know it's like you're both like what you need to do as employees is go up to your coworkers like yeah we're all taking time off right like yo let's let's make a pack let's go like, yeah 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 but that's how unions start right hell yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i call bullshit unlimited pto sounds great but that sounds like it's, it's a trap yeah employers concerned about the well-being and retention of their workers encourage the use of pto as it gives employees a chance to rest rest and refresh but that means that you're actually going to leave me the fuck alone on my pto as well depending on what you do for work you could be on pto and people are still blowing you up or you come back and it's like you retroactively get fucked because you missed 689 emails and now you got to deal with that shit so i don't i mean i think that uh unlimited uh paid time off better than uh, where you got to earn it and you only get two weeks. However, there needs to be some sort of like regulation in there to where you're not going to get fucked over for taking time off, which you were offered unlimited amounts of. Well, yeah, you know? I, I would see what I'd say is it should be, there should be, uh, if you have, let's say you have like 20, 25 days, 25 days in a year of PTO, but they should roll over every year. So if I accumulate 75 days of PTO, but I think you should be given a set amount, but there should be a higher number that is the max you can use in a year. So you get 25 a year, but if you have rollover, you, can, you can't do more than 38. Just pull a random number out of my ass, right? 40. So you, you can't do more than 40 days off. So you can't take more than a month in like a, in like a long, a 10-day week off every year so essentially you know you could take a month one month out of the year off but you have to earn those hours up so that that would help retention because if you're like hey i'm not taking any of my days off for pto and then the next year if you did that you would have what 50 so then you'd still have 10 that could roll over to the next year and then you'd be at 35 right so if you didn't take any pto for a year in three years you could take like 75 days off and still yeah but i mean you're like you're all you're basically just doing what already happens except for you're just extending how many days you actually get yeah well i mean i think that if you had some system like that i think that would help with retention just because you would you know be promising them like hey you know raise the amount like not just 20 
raise it to whatever, but then have a cap on how many they can use in a year. So if they accumulate those over a couple, you know, if you don't take any days off or use no PTO for two years, you have an extra 50 days blocked up that for the next two to three years, you have. And now, but do you want somebody gone for 50 fucking days? But no, that's the reason you'd have a cap on how many they could use in a year anyways. So they could. Well, see, that, but that's, we're just now reverting back to exactly what already happened. But I mean, like, who's I, giving I, you I, a I, month? I, if you had, if you were guaranteed a month, almost a month of PTO after you worked for me for a year, you would get 40 days of PTO. You wouldn't take that deal? That's a sweet deal. That's almost a month. I'll take the unlimited PTO and then just and then work it out myself. I don't need you telling me. Well, I mean, you could take a, a one-week paid vacation every single month for I could like, literally take take a one-week vacation every single month all summer <laughs> with unlimited. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I don't I think the unlimited is bullshit. That's what I'm saying. I don't, uh, it's like a pipe dream. So if you wanted something that would be more practical. It, it, it exists. Oh, I know it does, but something that would be more practical. And then if you still got paid out those days that you accumulated and you were guaranteed that. That's one thing that I think that pisses people off about PTO is not getting the hours back. So if I don't use it, it's like use it or lose it. I think that system is a little bit more frustrating. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like I think you should have a care. They should always roll over. If you don't have unlimited, you should be able to accumulate, but you should have some sort of decent cap per year so that way it incentivizes people to stay and accumulate more days and then they, they'll use less as they get them for some long thing you know so like but all right think about it in this way like when you're a kid and your parents are like you know like super controlling and strict makes you want to kind of like lash out and like you know like do stuff that they tell you not to do but if they're like they trust you and they're like, yo, Joseph, here's $20. You know, like we give you a lot of leeway. You know, go out with your friends. Don't do anything bad. But we trust you to get back here on time. You might get back home earlier just so that you, because you like respect like your parents so much. You're like, I don't want to fuck up at all. But when they're like, Joseph, you got to go to sleep at eight and shut the fuck up. Then you're like, I don't give a fuck about these people. I'm going to do some wild shit and sneak out and so i think that's kind of like it's like a reverse psychology type thing where it's like we're gonna give you as many days as you need paid off and then you're gonna like think in your head like i don't want to like abuse this if you're a normal person but if they're like yeah you only get two days and then you have to earn the rest which happened to me for sure and we're gonna be dicks about it. Then it's like, okay, well, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah, no, definitely. But I think if you have a system that's in place that's a good 50-50 split, like if you approach it practically and not like I wanna maximize the work I'm getting out of these people, but like I wanna maximize the effort and time that I do have these people here and that's your approach, I think that helps a lot more. Um, you know, I think that people put in more effort. I get a lot of shit done in a day, especially when I'm super motivated or especially whenever, you know, I've had a good meeting or I've gotten some good praise. It doesn't take a lot to like, I'm already self-motivated, but sometimes I surprise myself and the amount of shit I can do <clears throat> with the right motivation. And I have a really good leader in the job that I do who like keeps me motivated and keeps me inspired to do more stuff, you know? 
Um, and I'd say that my workload has been less and my stress level has been less and my output's probably been more and my end results been more um, because of his approach and how he communicates, you know, um, and how he's like made sure like, hey, when I say I want this done, I don't mean you doing it, you know, making sure because he knows like, hey, you're going to kill yourself all the time. You got to stop. And so a good leader, a good leader, or good owners or a good company should also know when to tell people to stop or when to chill and allow them to kind of hit that button themselves when they need to and you know like it's a pipe dream but not feel any like there's going to be any ramifications or retaliation for taking said time off um, yeah that's what i that's what i think it, this yeah. is more this is more about or like the, at least the idea that is i don't want you to have to worry about like whether or not you should uh take a day off because you're sick or because your kid's sick or because you know something happened like, I don't want you to be like, oh, how many days do I have left? Like, you know, and I was planning this and like, shit, do I need to sacrifice this so I can make this? And then it's just like a stress spiral. Like, I think that's what this is supposed to be. But in practice, it's, it may, I don't know. No, nah, man. Just, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I could tell you that doing, you know, just doing what I do is like super stressful and part of the stress is like you know caring about people's balance and sometimes you have to care for them because um, sometimes not everybody does and sometimes people are obsessed with work and overwork themselves and you can see like oh this guy's bounced from place to place every year because he comes in and works his ass off and then gets burned out and gets frustrated and dips you know and you know sometimes you got to identify that in people and stop them from doing that to themselves so you can keep them long term um, all right next article Article number two. This is from Time. We've, I've, you know, we've been, there's been a lot of like good things, but, um, you know, I feel like we had a, some pretty heavy episodes when it came to the women's issues, but I feel like we've had some good W's lately. And this is another good one where Scotland and the period poverty. Um, so that's in quotes is what they call it, but it's the Period Products Act where. Part of Parliament, Parliament uh, unanimously approved a law in 2020, and it compels. Um, well, now it's going into effect. Where basically, if you need any type of feminine hygiene products, you get them for free. Um, you're, if you're asked for them, like you're required to provide them, which totally makes sense to me. I don't get the hubbubaloo. I know that people make a lot of money off of that industry, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't understand why like tampons shouldn't be you know i think that's like a necessity for with for women so you know i don't know if there was some dick tampon and guys needed it i'm pretty sure it'd be free so but scotland hold it down um and making them uh free essentially thoughts i mean i feel like you're just setting me up to make tampons and women's hygiene jokes so like 50 of them went through my head as we were talking and I just don't want to get into trouble. So, okay. I, don't know what this, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, they should be free. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know people, companies make a shit ton of money off of it, but whatever, like I, you know, I don't know. That's weird. That's it's a, not, not like they're making the companies produce them for free. It's just the taxpayers will pay for it. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. I think that that's fair. Taxpayers yeah. should pay for that. What? Ben Carson bought some like ninety five thousand dollar crazy ass fucking desk for his office. 
I think you know if we're gonna if I'm gonna be buying uh, Ben Carson's dumbass uh, a desk, I think I I throw some money in the tampons. I on Amazon for my staff, I buy big cartons of it. I buy cartons of tampons. I buy huge boxes of Midol, and I keep it all in the office, all for my staff, and they love it to death. They appreciate me for it. I'm always like, take some, take them. Why in the office? So Why that, not in the women's bathroom? Well, we have dispensers for that, but I buy like the nice ones. I go, you know, I get the so get you're, the good so good for customer, myself. The customers don't get the nice ones. No, those are expensive, man. I got to take care of my people. I'm not just the tampon king. I'm not just passing them out to the neighborhood. I just don't understand why we can't get good toilet paper, good tampons, and name brand Midol in the bathrooms. At, you know, if you can't afford to pay your 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 employees minimum wage, and you can't afford toilet paper that's not going to make my butthole bleed, what are we doing as a as a company? Well, we got we got good TP, and it's not just the Midol, man. You gotta, it's more than that because. Sometimes Midol works for some, but it doesn't work for all. So you got to have Midol, you got to have ibuprofen, you got to have Motrin, and you got to have Tylenol, and you got to have Aleve. You got to have the full array. Uh, do you understand that there's like maybe a conflict of interest here of you having the women who have to come in and get a tampon and Midol out of your office? Well, that's where, that's where the first aid stuff is. So I keep it all locked up in there. I'm just trying to say, you know, you're, you're, you're walking a tight rope here. How? I'm... And not the rope that comes out of the tampon. Because I don't want... Because that's not tight. Because I don't want... The, I don't. I think that that should be free for them. And the, I can I understand that your intentions are, are good. But it's like, yo, you got, you're on your period coming to my office. No, they're in a big jar in the office. They just go grab one. They're just out. It's not like I'm like, hey, do you need one? Come find me so I can pass them out. They're just in the office. As your attorney, as your attorney, I just want you to think about stuff like this. That's not bad at all. I don't see anything wrong with it. Well, that... I don't. I don't either until it until it turns on you. <laughs> I don't know how that will. I don't know. A disgruntled employee. A disgruntled employee. He used to make me get my tampons out of his office that while sounds... he was while he was doing the shift schedule. No, that sounds dumb. Well, I agree. It does sound dumb. No, I know they're like bought, stealing them because there's like hundreds of them. I just put them in this big tub. I'm like, just take them if you need them. All right. Well. Power Amazon, man. You can get anything on Amazon. Oh, I didn't know Amazon like had the lock on tampons. I thought that was well, that's I have everything. It's uh, <laughs> I thought that had been around for a while. But you know how they have a knockoff product of everything, like a generic Amazon product for everything. I wonder if there's generic generic Amazon tampons. Like every store does, like Safeway. You know, like every uh, yeah, but like, Amazon brand with the A to Z logo. I feel like that's just weird. <laughs> that would just be it's cringe. A, so I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering if they have if they've actually like made that that's just interesting i'm sure they have i wouldn't be surprised they've cloned everything else jeff bezos is like because they, they i already look like a tampon because well, they do di- they do diapers too they have like their own diapers and stuff so like i said i wouldn't be surprised all right article number three but hey shout out scotland for holding it down that's awesome um ireland's better y'all don't listen to the podcast fuck you well they might now because we're giving them a shout out who do, How would they who, know? Who do we? Who do we? Who do we pick up? Colombia. Oh yeah, Colombia. Let me tell you something. Because I used to, we were on every fucking uh, horrible continent. accent. 
Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, 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 we're on every continent in the world besides Antarctica. I was including South America and North America as one continent because we had talked about it before as the Americas. But if you want to call it South America, Colombia, our first South American country. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, like we had Mexico for a long time, but uh, that's the first one like uh, below Central America, like you know. And I was like, I was like, I and I had not like connected those two things, and I was like, ah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of South America. Um, article number three from the Bloomberg Finance. Um, booming beef industry as urban cowboys lining up to buy cattle in Uruguay. I read this article and I was like, dude, I want to buy like 30 grand's worth of cattle in Uruguay. Um, I, but I also didn't realize how much that Uruguay is one of the top 10 exporters of beef in the entire world. That's fucking crazy. Think about like, um, like Fogo de Chap. Yeah, but that's just like when you think, dude, Uruguay is not that big. No, Ur I know, but like Uruguay they... is like small in comparison to like everything around it. Sure, well, but it's not like that, like that at, that developed. So there's a lot of land. Oh yeah, and, but but yeah, we it, like not we, but like colonialists like introduced you know cattle like to the Americas. And so that like it's a huge industry like down there like like Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, like their their cattle farming is like not on America's level because we're fucking like homicidal with it, but <laughs> but it's there. Yeah, I mean it says that they do they shipped a record four hundred and twenty three thousand three hundred and ninety like yeah metric tons dude 466,708 tons of beef worth 2.4 billion dollars ends up in European US and especially Chinese kitchens two thirds by volume goes to China that's wild yeah and then think about it, like they're like it seems like China and Uruguay are like so far away but you just go across the Pacific you know the other way oh yeah and yeah it's like it, it's not as far as you would think but it seems like they're trying to get people there's multiple like multi-generational um families that own these cattle farms and they're looking for outside investors people to buy land people to buy cattle um minimum investments start at fifteen thousand and run up to fifty thousand but it's a booming market down there man and it says that um, for a 250 kilogram steer purchased for today would be 700 bucks and could grow 450 kilograms in a year and would sell for 1250 bucks. If you owned that, you would get 756 would go to the owner and about 500 bucks goes to the rancher. Dude, I would totally. I, 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 could, I, I, I know I get to see them getting exploited, but um. We have to also realize that uh, China, you know, has the, it's like they're not, they haven't overtaken the United States as far as like the economic superpower yet. And I don't think they will, but we'll find out. But it's just, they have like the big, like the fastest growing middle class ever. So you have like, it's like wine exports to China, like have just exponentially skyrocketed because there's 
500 million people now like that are in the middle class that weren't previously like 10 years ago so like now they're like oh like wine steak and so like there's this emerging market for stuff that we kind of take advantage of like in the united states or take for granted i should say yeah but i mean also while they are their middle class has grown their economies become like super stagnant it's taken like a plunge no. at the same time i know but they have so many people yeah that that like even though that there's still a billion people living in poverty you know that they they have more people in the middle class than the united states does oh yeah yeah, yeah. no no definitely just like by numbers right would you invest in uruguay cattle with me dude I don't know. Come on, man. I, if you give me, if you throw a thousand dollars down, I'll put fourteen down. Is that because I owe you a thousand? Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um. It, well, I don't know. I've been watching Patagonia a lot, and Uruguay is right, right there. But it's like Argentina, Chile. Patag and, Patagonia, the, the the apparel company. No, that's their headquarters is like down the street. A bunch of busters. They're, they're wearing Columbia jackets out in Pat like real Patagonia. But no, it's this like documentary that CNN's been doing like an hour a week. It's uh, South America. It's at the edge of the world. And it's like the way that the terrain is, it's that like, cause there's like the Andes mountains. And so it's like all the sea life, then desert because like the mountains blocking off like any sort of like wind or rain or whatever mm -hmm. and th and then it's like also then rainforest so it's like you have just like this entire you know kind of um like galapagos yeah, the galapagos yeah. islands yeah yeah it's like that it's like there's penguins but then there's also cactus and lizards and but then there's whales and, and sloths and all sorts of weird shit exactly yeah and, and and it's also like um like undiscovered like relatively compared to you know the rest of the world yeah it's treacherous as fuck no it's like i think patagonia i think douchey people in denver their little sweater vests and their fucking That's, beanies their, their carhartt beanies which i never understood the carhartt beanie um I could throw a rock and hit the headquarters of Patagonia for where I live for seven years. You should. No, I've actually been up in there, uh, trying like selling them copiers, and they're like walking around. Everybody's barefoot. I'm just like the fuck. You guys what? Ew. I'm like you're at the office. Yeah, that's gross. If you're yeah, man, I see people that go barefoot in some weird ass places. Nothing's weirder than whenever you're, like, in a restaurant or somewhere out to eat and someone, like, takes their sandal off and they're, like, barefoot underneath the table. I'm like, what are you doing? Put your fucking shoe back on. It's gross. Yeah, I mean, it, we it, we were close to the beach, but still, you're, like, literally walking, like, on the third story of this office, like, barefoot for no reason other than, like, because you got paid time off. Yeah, yeah, I'm unlimited. I have unlimited paid time off, and I don't have to wear shoes to the office. Yeah, exactly. And my chair is made of lemongrass and sage. And sage, we burn, we burn it at the end of the month to get the bad vibes out of the office. Everyone burns their sage chairs. 
Like there's only the only reason why there's bad vibes because he won't wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because he is wearing shoes. You're bringing the bad vibes in here with your shoes, Greg. What's so funny is that Birkenstocks headquarters is right down the street, and do they got it, do they got beef, dude? Is that beef? Not, all right, everybody in there who's wearing shoes is wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah, I was gonna say like like can you wear the Birks or do you have does Patagonia make their own like Birkenstocks now? Nah. They just, they're like a odd couple, like, that started, like, in Ventura and, like, happened to be, like, down the street from each other. Weird. It, like, this isn't, like, a, like, like downtown, like, L.A. or anything. This is, like, in the weirdest spot you would ever think that, like, two companies that made it that, like, global, like, would be. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Last article. Um... It's going to be talking about all the madness that we saw. Um, I guess we can just kind of talk about all this Trump bullshit. It's pretty much what it was. The article is just about, you know, things that were seized. Um, 27 boxes from Mar-a-Lago, 11 containing classified documents, including top secret information, um, which is wild. I've heard, you know, a lot of people talk about it. People who have the same clearance um, that SCI, which means top secret, where you basically have to like sit inside a vault to look at this shit. They, they call it a skiv. Yeah, the skiv. There's like multiple skivs, but like you have to go inside this vault or a skiv and read these documents. Um, you have to like take off your like jewelry and like if you have like a digital watch or a Fitbit, you have to take those off. And he had a bunch of these things in his possession. It's way more than I thought. I know they said they got 15 boxes from him, but then to get 27 more boxes is wild, man. I mean, he's a fucking idiot. He stole a bunch of shit. They no, so, you know, it was 15 originally. He said that was it. And then they got 11 or 12 more. Yeah. When the FBI... Subpoenaed. Like, yeah. No, not subpoenaed. Executed search warrant. Well, no, no. They subpoenaed him they first. Ori they originally subpoenaed him. Yeah, so it says, like, so what they did is they, like, I think it was within three months of him leaving office, they realized he had a bunch of stuff. So they tried to negotiate with him to get stuff back, and he gave him 15 boxes. Then they tried to continue, and he refused, so they subpoenaed him. And he, they gave, he gave him back, like, one or two more or three boxes, and then basically went silent and didn't respond to anything and wouldn't interact with him or anything. So then they, you know, got a judge and the fbi director appointed by trump and um christopher ray yeah and a federal federal judge they all signed off on it it was seen by multiple people and they realized they had probable cause obviously they have informants that's what they said like they're they obviously have some sort of informant or two inside mar-a-lago it's such a tight tight ship that he runs over there i can't believe they were able to get some informants in there Oh wait, no, it's a fucking shit show. Dude, they of were course, of course the FBI was able to infiltrate his like little bitch ass like beach house. Dude, he had like what was it? They they were going back and it's super kind of cringy now when you think about it, but there was like videos whenever he was showing like what looked like classified documents to like the Jap Jap uh, Japanese prime minister at like a dinner table and they No, all that was the no, that was Xi Jinping. Oh, that was Xi Jinping. Okay, sorry. And then there was the uh, then there was another um Talked about the Chinese Prime Minister, yo. Yeah, Chinese Prime Minister, sorry. Or President, whatever you want to call. And then whenever um there was another woman who got 
caught on property like wandering around two of them with like two of them. four Chinese cell- nationals yeah with like four cell phones and like hard drives and a burglar kit and gloves and all sorts of wild shit do you know who do you know who one of those women were who the one that runs the massage parlor that uh Bob Kraft the owner of the Patriots got his hand jobs from where he got in trouble that was one of them that's badass she's the owner of the of the actual thing. of of the massage parlor. Oh wow, that's and she she was hanging out at Mar-a-Lago. She got in. Yeah, um, just mind blowing the fact that and some of them were found in really weird spots. They knew exactly where everything was, but the the search warrant was really interesting because it said like any places where any of these things could be stored, like how broad it was and like what they could look in and what they could take. But he had a bunch of highly classified shit and they knew okay so this this guy famously did not uh do the presidential daily intelligence briefing so like every day the president of the united states gets an intelligence briefing by our intelligence community like the head of the cia the head of the national security uh, advisor like their council like by then like the national security advisor and uh, he just wouldn't. He didn't care about it and to the point where they started make putting in pictures, like and making the text bigger, so that he would be more engaged. And he still didn't give a fuck about any of it. But then he so wants the to fact, take it home. Yeah, but he. But yeah. But what did you do? He printed it out because the the shit was like on an iPad back like. This is how they do it now. Like, and it's an iPad that's not connected to the internet. As soon as it's over, you give it back to them. They erase it, so nobody can hack it. And he goes. He he takes the information, prints it out. We know he can't read, and so he. Like, but then takes it with him, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, obviously, he's trying to sell this shit. Like, or, or you know, or owes money and did you, and he had um he had roger stone's letter of clemency clemency in with all of his stuff that was one of the things he took he took some weird shit but he took a bunch of stuff that he's not supposed to have but i have a clip that i want to play i'm gonna yeah look, we're gonna try Real quick to... he took melania's receipt from the uh uh, uh mail and bride uh that he paid mail order bread yeah oh no let's go that's a that was a bill Maher joke on real time on Friday. Well, it's not. It doesn't seem to be working right now. Man, this setup thing is making me mad. I think I could still play it, and you could still hear it though. Um, so I'm gonna play this clip. This is Trump. This is from 2016. This is whenever he was running against Hillary and was just talking about classified documents. Political corruption, we are going to restore honor to our government. In my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. (laughs) That's so cringe, man. That's so rowdy. And, like, he's had so many excuses on why... First, it was like somebody else packed it. 
Then it was like if if it was there, he didn't know that it was there. Now they're trying to say that the archive. No, no, but that was that was the one thing I was gonna say. He said that the FBI planted it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said the FBI planted these documents in his house, and then and then he said, uh, I I actually declassified all of those documents. It was like, okay, well, which one is it? Did they plant classified documents in your house? Or did you declassify the documents that you have in your house that you brought there, you dumb son of a bitch? Or did you, did the FBI fuck up and just bring documents that they thought you that were classified that you had declassified and you just outsmarted them? Shut the fuck up. Dude, I, I really think that it's like Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis had something to do. Ron DeSantis does not have any sort of credibility in this. Ron DeSantis runs Florida. It's a and where's Mar-a-Lago? Where's Mar-a-Lago? Okay, but he, he, dude, come on. The FBI is not fucking with DeSantis. Maybe they're like, they do. They're like every minute we get where DeSantis well, is not in charge of the FBI is a good day. Well, what I know, but what I'm saying is maybe he had maybe it's a Ron DeSantis informant. It's possible. No. Are you kidding me? I could flip the fucking gardener of like one of them, like in like Trump's like like course, and like right now I could do that. I'm like, yeah, bro, I got fifty bucks. I'm gonna need <laughs> you to go in, go bucks. in there. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it would not take a lot. Like, they're like, dude, this guy, this guy's an asshole. Like, I'm like, I know he's an asshole, and I'm gonna promise you a better wage than you're gonna get today if you could just go do this one thing for me. <laughs> like, Donald Trump's just like throwing food against the wall, like, pick that up, fuck you. Like, you know, it's like he's a maniac. Like, no, like, I wanted to start this show where it's, cause like the Secret Service has to like protect him for 10 years. I wanted a show and it's like, it's like Veep. Yeah. Like, but it's just the Secret Service agents that have to protect Trump after his presidency at Mar-a-Lago. So like Trump's not really like even a character too much into it, but they're just like at the golf course like fuck this guy dude like like <laughs> this asshole did you it's just like a life about them I thought that would be pretty good yeah I want to play one more clip it's actually kind of weird it has to do with the Mar-a-Lago raid it's something off of like <laughs> like just wild not a raid not a raid wild wild unhinged shit um so some people say that like. There's the whole, you know, Q believer weirdos. And so they think that the raid on Mar-a-Lago was to stop Donald Trump from exposing information. And this is like a news network. I wish I, I wish the clip would work. I'm going to try one more time. Because what, why is it at work? He literally was president for four years. Could have exposed anything he wanted to and didn't. I've heard people argue that's why they, they know that aliens haven't visited us or that we don't know about it. It's because Trump would have told us. There, yeah, oh yeah, where they stick, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Like, like that, this guy would have fucking said it immediately if it was true. All right, here we go. Of course there are satanic cults that are running this. Of right. course there's child abuse. Of course there's pedophiles everywhere in the right. government. And right. guess what? The mainstream media is protecting them too, and that's why she feels the need to ask him these questions. Well, guess what? Yeah. Trump wouldn't, he, he would not basically say that that wasn't true because he knows it's true mm -hmm. and he knows that and he even said it himself he was basically supporting QAnon by saying hey I hear they're against pedophiles so am I mm -hmm. because he knows and that was another hint he was dropping to us yeah. a lot of people are saying yeah we we knew that that those parts but guess what these are this is crazy shit dude I just can I say this 
This is they're talking about a guy who had his own daughter who was under the age of eighteen on his lap and said that he would date her if she was older. If and yeah. On camera. Yeah. This is all part of the puzzle that I'm trying to put together here, well, which is that the deep state, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a puzzle. This past raid of Mar-a-Lago, it's a threat. Right. It's a threat because they don't want him to expose the pedophiles that he knows about. Right. And that's what it's so weird that they're all hung up on this like Epstein shit too. When it comes to all of this, how like they've tied and woven everything together to make it some big thing, where he's like this massive victim or being persecuted like it's like they all have this weird victim complex and they feed into this victim yeah, complex but like grievance grievance yeah but like but donald trump's like one of the biggest bullies in existence and sexual assaulters so to, so to sit there and try to you know make him to look this, like a victim is mind-blowing and people well, buy this, into it this is what they do literally just whatever trump is like railing against like getting upset about he probably did that. Like, like, you know, he's talking about like Bill Clinton's like accusers. Okay, well, you've sexually assaulted people. He's talking about like classified documents. Okay, you're stealing classified, classified documents. documents. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about fake news. You're promoting fake news. It's like he, like, that is his strategy. It's whatever you're accusing him of, it's like, it's like, no, I'm not. What are you? You know, it's like he's a child. It's yeah. like it's like I'm not touching you, you're touching me. You know, like it's like it's like bruh. It's a like all you need to know of what he's guilty about is whatever he's like like yelling about. It's like it's like whatever he's just bitching about, it's like oh, okay, so you did that. Mm-hmm. Birth certificate. Well, I'm not sure if he was born in America, bro. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I'm not a fucking orangutan well, motherfucker. I mean, man, it seems, you know, they doing it under the Espionage Act and destruction of, I think there was like three or four things that they charged it under. But, you know, he's in some deep shit, man, it seems like. Um, and then he pled the fifth all day at his... 400 and, 440 times he pled the fifth. Yeah, you know, Fed pled the fifth, yeah. 440 times, even though he's already said, I don't have a clip, but, you know, where he talked about how pleading... The only only mobsters... Only mobs. Only guilty. Only only guilty people plead the fifth. So it's but just then, no. Okay. So real quick, just for uh, he released a statement immediately after he pled the fifth, four hundred and forty times about committing fraud with his business in New York. Uh, he released a statement. He goes, "I did once say that uh, you only plead the fifth, fifth if you're guilty," and uh, now I know why you do if you're not <laughs> interesting well and then you know weisselberg his right hand man just uh, is going to cop a plea deal go to prison for like five months he's only going to go to prison for five months so he's going to get a felony felony on this whole fraud so his right hand man and his chief financier is taking a plea deal he doesn't have to technically cooperate or testify against trump which seems kind of like bullshit but that's a big domino to fall that just puts more pressure on everybody um, if he's because he was kind of like they said his fall guy, but you know, we'll see what happens. But that's a big deal. Him, you know, coming away as a felon is a pretty big deal. Who hasn't gone to jail that has been uh close to Trump, like besides his kids yet? True, I think his kids will die. Like, I think his kids, Stone, I, I think his kids, his kids are testifying against him. 
to Michael Cohn. To, to, if, and I think he'd be fine with his kids testifying against him if they didn't go to jail. And there was like stipulations. I think it's like some succession shit, man. It's wild. I definitely think that if, if he was going to go to prison and it was like, all right, you have to testify. Your dad's going to go to jail for like two years and get out. We get to keep the company, but we have to testify against them. I think they'd do it. I think absolutely. They would do it. He would not. I don't think he, I think he would, if, if they, if they didn't, they were going to lose everything. I if he didn't have a choice, I think he'd do it. He doesn't have two years in jail. Who, Trump? You don't think he could survive two years in jail? No. I don't know if he's going to survive two years in in the free world. It'd probably be like two years. He's old, house. It'd be house arrest, dude. He'd get put on house arrest like some... No, put him in Rikers. (laughs) Good Lord. And and, and not not on the the shoe program. Put him in general pub. Pub. (laughs) Like, Like... just let Trump walk around Rikers for like two days, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's o- it's over. Well, pay attention because there's a lot more shit coming out. We haven't seen the full affidavit, but you know, the Department of Justice seems to have some shit. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, of course we haven't because it's fucking classified information. Exactly. People are like, why won't they release it? I'm like, because then they're gonna be releasing classified information. You dumbass. The, the whole reason why <laughs> they got the documents in the first place. Yeah, that's why they picked them up in the first place, bro. But, oh, let me let me read these documents to you, like on national TV yeah. that we just seized. <laughs> also, Trump not arrested. Not charged with anything, so you Republicans shut the fuck up. Like this is like this is just a banana republic. No, they just got the documents back that he wasn't supposed to have. They didn't charge him with a crime. Yeah, yeah. They didn't arrest him. Like so, shut up. True. Boys in blue, blue lives matter. Well, for old man minute, I was just gonna talk shit about our hometown for a little bit. Um, I'm kind of bummed out. I wanted to show these statistics, but for some reason, I'm. Do you gonna... want to save it? Yeah, because we we are like knee deep. Yeah, we're like almost two hours. Yeah, we can save it. Um, but you know, yeah, we'll get into it. School just started back up, and you know, some crazy things are going on in Southlake. And you know, I found a clip from the CPAC event where they talked about Southlake. Steve Bannon, and the head of the C of the Super PAC that overran the uh, Southlake school board and 10 other school boards according to this man so we'll play that i'll leave that's a little teaser but i'll leave it at that but it's a very interesting uh 45 second clip that includes steve bannon our favorite so um say three tuned. shirts three shirts yeah three shirts um yeah you got anything else man uh you know motivational quote speech oh shit uh i don't have a speech but uh get money fuck bitches (laughs) you're so stupid um well shout out to everybody listening shout out to uh my sister and my nephew my nephew was with me all summer he just left to go back to school today um his birthday was saturday so we got to hang out it was super chill i'm sure pretty sure he's like somewhere in the middle of nowhere driving uh so shout out to my nephew little joe appreciate you being out here and yeah y'all just be good have a good safe week Please stay out of trouble. Like, honestly, shit's wild. Don't get in any fucking trouble. And like always, go fuck yourselves.